if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, ever make any weird concoctions at home? Oh, yeah. This one is trendy yet bizarre. People are putting tea bags in Sprite. Basically, you're just mm. making caffeinated iced tea with a citrusy twist built in. That doesn't sound bad. Yeah, I, I think I might want to try it. Uh-huh. Second, if you need an afternoon pick-me-up and you love pumpkin spice everything, every Thursday from now to September 28th, you can score a free fall beverage with the purchase of another as long as it's after 12 noon at Starbucks. And finally, in the world of food, do you feel like people are ingesting more caffeine than ever before? I, I, I mean, <laughs> I know parents that have found uh, caffeine dr- energy drinks hidden in their child's bedroom. No kidding. After they've talked to them about, like, listen, no, no more of these. These are not healthy yeah, for you as a young that, teenager. That young, yeah. yeah. Well, they're going after hungry gamers and just introduced caffeinated Raymond noodles. <laughs> Yeah, so when you're up late playing your video games online, you get a little, uh, you know, pick me up with caffeine. They're called gaming cup noodles, and there's a black pepper and garlic one and a ginger curry version. Mm, Caffeinated ramen noodles. It is like so interesting to see how young people start drinking caffeinated drinks and stuff now. Like I can remember the first first cup of coffee I ever had was my first overnight shift in radio. Way, way, way back when I was like, oh, I got to stay up all night. I need something to help me stay awake. And it was uh, instant coffee. It was awful. My first cup of coffee was just a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. My roommate in college tried to get me to like it and I just uh, never did. Do you feel like you have to have it now or is it something you could do? Uh, No, I could do without. I do one cup a day and if I had to skip it, I could. Yeah. I only do, I do eight cups a day, whether I need it or not. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Remember we talked about what girl dinner is on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a new one. It's called Girl Hammer. We'll tell you about it next. (laughs) Okay, you've heard of hashtag girl dinner. Mm -hmm. We talked about it on the show where you get food out and eat whatever. Like heard of girl girl jobs, too. Snack charcuterie. Mm -hmm. Well, hashtag girl hammer showcases all of the resourceful things women have used as a hammer, <laughs> hairbrushes, boot heels, candle jars, books, and even fragile stuff like snow globes. <laughs> and what's crazy is I have never done this. I think it's because my mother-in-law for a wedding gift bought me this cute little gold handle mm-hmm. uh, hammer, hammer. And you unscrew the handle and inside are all these different sizes of screwdrivers. So it's this beautiful piece of tools. So I've never had to like use a snow globe or my shoe (laughs) to hammer a nail into the wall. (laughs) But that's apparently what, look up hashtag girl Girl hammer hammer. and you'll see it all. All right. Happy belated birthday, Kev, because you had your birthday off. I didn't get to wish you that yet. So happy birthday. Hope it was a good one. Yeah. Do I look a day over? (laughs) Because I am a day over my birthday. Get it? (laughs) But it was a it was a great birthday. It was a birthday full of uh, of surprises, like surprises around every corner. We'll talk about that next. So um, thanks for wishing me happy belated birthday. Yeah. And uh, the birthday was it was a birthday full of surprises. It was surprises, surprises around every corner. Um, first surprise was we came home from our vacation, which was what, two, three days before my birthday. And there were balloons on the mailbox and a big sign in the yard, party this way, pointing to our house. And my daughter, uh, April had 
like decorated the whole house up, had had cake waiting and the, the whole house inside was decorated. She had awesome. pre- presents and cards for me. And so she did it all on her own. Like, That's awesome. I said to my wife, oh, come on. You told her. And she's like, no, I had nothing to do with that. She just she did it on her own. And uh, one of the cards that she gave me was um, it was a skunk. It was pretty funny. And it said, like, happy birthday from your little stinker. And it's been a particularly rough couple of years for April. She was one of the COVID graduating classes. You yeah. know, classes and, and it's just, it's been hard. Um, and she was like, thanks for putting up with all, with all of my stuff, Dad. I really Aww. appreciate you. It's Love cute because your family has always done the non-surprise surprise party. Right. That was she the best She literally one. surprised you. Right. That was the best one. Right. Then the other big surprise, uh, our son Kyle, who moved away after getting his master's degree, um, he came back home for my birthday. Yeah. Like, total surprise. Like, he just called and Tracy hung up and I could tell something was up. And I said, what, what is he, is she, what, what's going on? She's like, stop asking me. I was like, you got to tell me. I thought something was wrong. And she goes, <laughs> okay, it's a surprise. He's coming home for your birthday. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. I said, no, no more parties, right? She goes, no, he just wants to come home and, you know, wow, be with you for a little a while. Wow, that's a lot of driving just yeah. to make you feel so special. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So it was the uh, the birthday of surprises. I Everybody made me feel uh, feel super special. So that was that was really cool. So I, I think I've shared with you guys uh, over the past, I don't know, 18 months or so, maybe a little longer than that. Our family's been through a lot. Me and my wife and our kids, we have been through the ringer and uh, haven't been real specific. But, if, you know, shared like, hey, we could use your prayers. We're really going through some serious stuff, like some of the most stressful times we had ever gone through. And it seems like finally we're coming out of it, like, you know, in the past few months. And it's been feeling really good Yay. to be coming out of, you know, I don't know about you, but when you come out of one of those times, it just seems like perpetual thunderstorms. And you start seeing that clearing in the sky. You're mm-hmm. like, thank you, Jesus. You got yeah. you got us through. Well, to commemorate that, I wanted to get. A tattoo that had our family symbol is the colada. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the colada. It's hands, a heart, and a crown. It means love, loyalty, and friendship. So I wanted to get a tattoo, and then our little family moniker is TK2A3. It stands for Tracy, Kevin, Kyle, Autumn, Amber, April. So I made an appointment. I'm like, that's that's going to be my birthday present to myself. I'm going to get I'm going to get a tattoo. And this is the last of the birthday surprises. Someone who I never thought would say I'm getting a tattoo too. Tracy got the same thing Aww. on her forearm. That's awesome. Wow. Her first tattoo. We sent pictures and the kids were like, no, there's no that that is that is fake. That is not the real thing. But then pictures of her actually getting it. They were like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I noticed the, the posts on social, but I didn't see my eyes. Didn't see the TK2A3. It was real small, like within the design. I'll have to so. go back and look. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We were really, everybody was, no one was more surprised than me, but the kids, she said, I think, I'm getting one too. Yeah. The kids were like, what mom? Well, they were the same way about you. You were anti-tattoo your whole life. And then you hit a certain age and all of a sudden it was like, get out the ink. Yeah. that's right. <laughs> so all of us can think of a, a creature that gives us the heebie-jeebies. Ugh! Like for Kevin, it's snakes, Hate right? Snakes. Well, for me, it's bats. I get so creeped out about them. My um, Glenn's sister got a bat who made a nest in her hair when they spent the night on the trampoline as kids. Mm-hmm. Like I just, ugh, ugh, no bats for me, but they're trying to teach you how to attract bats to your yard. And the reason is, uh, you know, you charge like uh, you get a mosquito company mm-hmm. to get rid of the mosquitoes in your yard. It's like anywhere from 350 to 550 bucks for a treatment. 
Well, bats eat a thousand bugs an hour oh, and they're free. There you so go. I guess you got to have the right amount of water because they like to swoop down and scoop up their water. Mm-hmm. You have to have flowers that attract them. Um, like well, like nice smelling flowers, mm-hmm. and there's other ways to. Oh, and then they like old trees because they like to make their little homes. Yeah, and so they're saying, don't cut that old tree down, leave it. If you want bats, you can always do like Commissioner Gordon and just light up the bat signal too. <laughs> <laughs> Batman movies. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about critters that give you the heebie-jeebies. You know, we went just went and visited our friends in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona. Oh, is this and- the guy that's coming up with the list of? Yeah, yeah. he has a a Facebook page that everything in Arizona wants to kill you. I'm going to tell you all of the creepy heebie-jeebie wildlife we saw while we were there. It's crazy. Okay, so we're talking about animals that give you the heebie-jeebies. And here's a heads up. Don't move to Arizona if you don't like creepy crawlies and stuff that could kill you. Here's a list, Taylor, of the animals that we saw while we were there. You were talking about bats a minute ago. We, there was a not just did we see a bat. It flew underneath their porch mm-hmm. in the backyard where we were sitting and it was it was hanging from the ceiling and it couldn't get out. They have these two massive ceiling fans and it would fly down. I don't know if it was bat radar or whatever. It could not get past those fans. So what did you do? Turn the fans off. It started circling around. Turn the fan back on. One of, it got stuck on one of the blades and boom, <gasps> it flinged it out. Oh, <laughs> and it fl- poor little and bat. It flew away. So but we saw a bat. Uh, we saw a millipede, tarantulas, coyotes. We saw a snake from a distance. It was not a rattler. But the next week, they posted a picture of this giant rattlesnake that they got in their backyard. It my, was massive. My husband grew up in Texas and had to check the sheets every night for scorpions. Any scorpions in your shoes? Uh, they've had scorpions, but we didn't see them. Oh, and good. every time that they leave their house, they have to look out in their little vestibule for snakes and tarantulas to make sure there are none out there. No Arizona Other than that, me. it's a beautiful, gorgeous house <laughs> and a great place to live. <laughs> now there are those people that are just, they've got away with kids. You yeah, call yeah, them like yeah. the kid whisperers. Yeah, uh-huh. Let's talk about that next. You know those people that are just so good with kids. It's like they're a kid whisperer. Mm-hmm. Well, someone like that in my life is my niece, Ariel. Really? She has been foster mom oh, to seven right. yeah, yeah. children. And she just, I love watching her with kids. Well, uh, just the other day, her little sis got married. And she was the ma- the matron of honor. And then her other sister was the maid of honor. I guess mm-hmm. she was a matron, too. Because anyway. But... Both number one and number two in the wedding. And during the rehearsal, the three-year-old flower girl started sobbing. I mean, she was unconsolable. Probably all just too much for her, right? Yeah. And so I never heard, I heard that story. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And I also was told, because, you know, I was kind of like, I guess I'll just call myself a Jack of all trade helper the day of the wedding. You were like, the, sw- I you was were called the Swiss upon. Army knife. <laughs> I was called upon on all kinds of crazy stuff. And one of them was I was to go run down and make sure they knew that the flower girl's family needed to sit right down front so she mm. could see mommy and okay. daddy. Yeah, good and, idea. Well, that's all I heard was like, okay, there's going to be this coaxing going on. Like, mm-hmm. here we are. It's okay. You don't right. have to cry. Right, right. Well, next thing I knew, I look up and it's time for the bridesmaids to come in and they're all coming in. And then all of a sudden it's time for the maid of honor. And I look up and Ariel is walking the flower girl down. Oh. They came together. Oh. And I was like, oh. that's the sweetest 
thing it I've ever so seen. It was so sweet. You were crying and the bride wasn't even coming down the aisle I know. I already, I, oh my gosh. I can't wait to tell you more about the wedding. I cried so much. But anyway, um, then later at the reception, I got to sit next to Ariel. Mm. And the, all of a sudden I hear this little voice and she's like, Ariel, can we go get some toys? <laughs> right, they're now best friends for life. And, and Ariel had to say, I have to go toast my sister, but then I promise after that we'll go get some toys, okay? Oh, that's great. It was so sweet. That is what, what, a, I hope there are pictures of her walking her down. Yes, the I have, yeah. I don't have any yet, but I can't but wait to coming, see him. Right? Yeah. Okay, so do you ever have deja vu where you're like, wait, I've been through this before? This totally happened to me. At my niece's wedding. So let's go back in time to April 15th when her little sister got married in Melbourne, Florida. Okay. Real simple wedding, barbecue, tent in the backyard. Um, and the they, the officiant had made the, the announcement, hey, please, we just want you to enjoy the ceremony. Put your cell phones away. I was like, oh, okay. I got it. You know me. I like. I like to take a couple of videos you were and sneaking, pictures. Sneaking yours up every. No, every no. Here's what happened. No, nope, I did me. not. I I'm sitting there, and the bride walks down the aisle. It's this very special moment. My husband is to my right, and next to him is my the mother of the bride, my sister Suzanne. She flips her arm over my husband and whacks me on the shoulder and went, "Film it." <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a wedding videographer. <laughs> and I was flipping out, and I'm like, my hands start shaking. I'm trying to brace my arms against my, you know, and I'm like, okay. And then I had to figure out how to upload it. And I was this right. thing. But the, but the pastor said, and no I'm pictures. like, I know, I'm freaking out. So, fast forward to Kaylee and Morgan's wedding, same mother of the bride. Okay. Um, it's a way fancier wedding, beautiful mm-hmm. setting along the intracoastal in my hometown of Jupiter, Florida, across from the Jupiter Lighthouse. Okay. Stunning. They had just made the announcement, please put your phones away. Kaylee and Morgan would really like, the bride and groom would like you to enjoy this moment. So I go to put my phone away. I look down. There is a text from my sister, the mother of bride. Film, Film it. it. And I'm like, All caps. what? Why is this happening? And I looked over at like my my sister Rhoda, my brother-in-law Ted. I'm like, my niece Laura. I'm like, will you will you do it? Will you do it? Will you please do it? No I just want to enjoy it. it this time. No one's going to do it. Well, my sweet, precious husband, Glenn, uh-huh. said, I'll do it. And I was like, babe, babe, it's really hard. You're going to get so hot. You got to brace your hands. And so we switched spots and he's trying to film it. And I look over and sweat. It's outside in Jupiter, Florida. Mm-hmm. is just dripping off his head onto his sho- shoulder of his suit. And I start fanning him. There are fans on everyone's seat. And I start fanning him frantically like... Thinking, you got this, babe. Maybe he really got. It in was the, a long ceremony. Maybe he really got in the moment and was like, "No, no, no, no! I'm now, I'm now a director and producer. I got to get." And this all right. he got was my niece's back because we we're on the bride <laughs> side, and now I got to figure out how to upload this 35 and minute video. You two are once again the people that filmed it. I know because they we said, were told Don't film to. It. Right. <laughs> It was total deja vu. Why did she do it? She figured, oh, I'm the mom. I can't take that hit. (laughs) You're the aunt. Everyone can can scowl at you. Right, 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 right. Okay, so my wife and I, we went uh, for vacation to Beantown, Boston for a few days, and I met a Kevin and Taylor listener. Get out. Uh, Yeah, it was our our Uber driver. No way. Yeah, I always chat to the Uber drivers, and I was like, hey, where are you from? And and he's from here. 
And I was like, no kidding. I said, did you ever listen to uh, Kevin and Taylor show? And he was like, my favorite show growing up. I said, I'm Kevin. He lost it. He's like, no way. <laughs> in my Uber car. This is so cool. And he had a great story. He's a new dad. He has his master's degree and was teaching. Um, but baby came along and he makes as much money driving Uber as he did teaching. And the flexibility of his schedule means that either he or his wife can be home with the baby oh, all the time. Oh, yeah, they're making it work. Right, right. So he's like, it's probably just going to be temporary, but mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're doing right now to, to make it work. Oh, so, man, I hope he can go back to teaching soon. We need teachers so desperately. Yeah, and he said he it's it's his passion. It's what he feels like his calling is. But isn't that cool? That Kevin and Taylor awesome. listener in Boston. And just last month, we met Kevin and Taylor listeners in Uganda. Right, right. Of all places right. in we're Africa. We're going global. We're yeah. going global. <laughs> Ever have a rough day and you feel like it just keeps getting worse? Coming up, this act of kindness made all the difference in the world. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Ever have a rough day and you just feel like it keeps getting worse? Just when you think not one more thing bad can happen, it does. Hmm. Well, this act of kindness made all the difference. This guy had already had a horrible, terrible, very bad day. When he got pulled over for speeding, ugh, now he's going to get a ticket. And he told the cop he just needed a hug. And here's what happened next. A hug. Sure. I need a hug. Can sure. I a hug, please? Yeah. Can I a hug? Sure. I need a hug. Can sure. I a hug, please? Yeah. I don't mean to bother you, but I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. I promise you it's going to get better. All right. Is that wow. not awesome? I thought it was stuck. I thought our audio was stuck because he keeps saying, I need a hug. I need a hug. I need a hug. Wow. Cops really do put their heart and soul into serving the community. They do. Now, that's the kind of body cam I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Right? Isn't that awesome? The, the cop hug cam. That is really cool. Way to go. Do you feel like sometimes you you just um, don't fit in, like you stick out like a sore thumb? Hmm. We're going to talk about that next. Do you ever feel like you just don't fit in, that you stick out like a sore thumb? Um, I started thinking about this the other day because uh, a while back we told you, we talked about it on the show, that God made the first ever giraffe with not one single spot. Yeah, it's pretty Born cool. at a zoo in Tennessee. Pretty cool. Yeah, and um, it just has solid brown fur, no spot in sight, but it has the long neck, it has the cute little horns, it just... There's not one spot. Part of me wonders if it'll start getting spots as it gets older. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was thinking about that and how it's so important to flip the script. If you have something super unique about you where you just feel like you don't fit in to know and remember that you're fearfully and wonderfully made Mm -hmm. that the creator made you just as you are and that you should just embrace that unique aspect of you. And so so much easier said than done. Right. But maybe this sweet little baby giraffe calf can mm. prov- you know provide some inspiration for you to really- yeah. I mean this is the only one like it on the planet. Right. That's how unique this giraffe is. Why in the world did a payphone pop up on a quiet street in Washington, D.C.? I don't know, Taylor. Why did a payphone pop up <laughs> on a quiet street in Washington, D.C.? Everyone in the neighborhood was curious to solve the mystery, and it actually worked. Uh, the phone worked. You could lift the receiver, call anyone, anywhere, for free. No quarter required. But the phone had a more specific purpose, uh, made clear by a sign across the top. Jokes. Push star one and you get a knock knock joke. Press star two, two, you get a joke for kids. Star three, kids for older, uh, you know, older Jokes teenagers. Older kids, yeah. 
And every child in the neighborhood loved it. But then it was this big mystery as to who put it there. Turns out it was a substitute teacher at a nearby Lafayette Elementary. His name is Don. And his house is right across the sidewalk from the phone. And Don is the kind of guy who likes to tinker. And he has a history of drumming up quirky projects. So he decided (laughs) it took him like six weeks, but I'm going to revamp this payphone and it'll work for free Uh and tell kids jokes. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? I wonder if he was across the street actually telling the jokes. (laughs) Like (laughs) Press star one. one, Did did it ring over at his house? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like Kramer when he tried to do the movie phone. Movie phone. Why don't you just tell me what movie you'd like to see? There's just something about a newborn baby. You just can't stop staring and smelling their little heads. You gotta just, see the baby. They're just amazing. And the most hilarious and adorable daddy ever has created a little compilation video uh, of himself mimicking his daughter's milk drunk faces. <laughs> and it is hysterical. I just shared it on the Kevin and Taylor socials if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because when you think about it with a baby making those weird expressions, it's adorable and cute and smacking and all the noises they make. Mm-hmm. But when a grown man makes it, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> That's cool. And so uh, I wonder if he'll, he could make that like an ongoing thing. Like serial content. Oh, yeah. Now, now, here's us in our car seats. <laughs> yeah, with how many faces babies make, it's the opportunities are endless. Right, right. Kids don't just say the darndest things. They do them. Coming up, wait till you hear what this little girl did at her t-ball game. Kids don't just say the darndest things. They do the darndest things. Check out what this little six-year-old girl did uh, from New Jersey. Her name's Matea, and uh, she was at her t-ball game. She did a great job hitting the ball off the tee. And then, because she chooses to walk to the beat of her own drum, she did cartwheels to first base instead of running. (laughs) Mom and dad caught it on video. Uh, Thankfully, it was just one cartwheel, and then she started running, and so she was safe. Uh, But it's so cute. And the other thing that's so funny, every single player on the field went for the ball. (laughs) here like in a huddle as if it was soccer (laughs) that's really funny man i tell you what we have the best listeners in the whole wide world and a listener did something yesterday that i think we could all copycat and say i'm gonna do that next time i'll tell you about it in just a minute you can totally steal this idea a nice little life hack um i learned this back in college have i applied it not like i should and yet one of our (laughs) listeners did i i took a psychology class And the professor taught us, she said, when you find out that someone lost a loved one, get out your calendar and go like three or four months in the future and reach out to them that day. Mm. Because grief doesn't go away by then, but most people have kind of forgotten. Yeah. yeah. And I got, yesterday was one of those days where I just, I missed my dad so much. Like Mm. I just... I saw a cardinal and I was like, hey, dad, how's it going? And um, because he a cardinal sung outside the window the day my dad passed, like for hours. And um, it was just really the the waves of grief. I've learned a lot about it since I lost my dad in January. And I get into work today. And the first thing I see is a handwritten card in my mailbox, which you know what that's like nowadays. You're like, it's not junk mail. What is this? Hmm. And a, a Incredible, precious listener named Dee Dee said, hey, Taylor, I just wanted to tell you that I still think about you and pray for you because 
I know that grief doesn't end when life goes, quote, back to normal for everyone else. My personal experience is that it actually gets harder for a while because as time passes, we move further and further away from life with that loved one. It can also be hard if people feel like we're over it by now or should be, but that's far from the truth. Keep giving yourself grace and talking about your dad. And I know I love to hear about him with love, Dee Dee. Mm. Isn't that so precious? That and is. I, wow. We really do Very have the nice, best Dee Dee. listeners in the world. And like she has been through grief herself. She lost her husband, so she knows what it's like. And it's just so neat how God can use our own pain to touch other people's lives. We're talking about the nice lady, Dee Dee, that uh, sent a card to Taylor, uh, and that is sweet because it's been a few months since your mm-hmm. since your dad passed. I had listeners do the same thing when my mom oh, uh, so cool. passed away. They reached out and stuff. But, but the biggest memory I have of our listeners and my mom was when COVID first started, uh, and how concerned I was because she was living in an assisted living place and there were no visitors. And my mom, social butterfly, she thrives on relationships and people. She had people coming by to visit her every day. And if they didn't, she'd go around and visit other people and every day. And then that day. got co- totally cut off. Completely cut off with COVID. So um, you guys responded. I said, hey, would maybe a couple of you could send her a card, send them here to the radio station. I'll forward them to you. And we got hundreds of cards for her. So sweet. And it totally got her through those beginning days where it was so unsure and what was going to happen. So, yeah, when we say Kevin and Taylor show listeners are the best people in the world, we mean it because we have felt it from mm-hmm. you guys. Y'all are the best.